The Rock is busy with Emily Blunt in the, in the jungle, cruising. They, they really could have had a crossover, like just put some some some, some faster motors on that boat, get a uh, get Vin Diesel like in a in a scene or two in, in the Jungle Cruise. Fast and the Furious. It's a, it's a plot twist that's been a Disney franchise all along. to the greatest movies of all time podcast season two episode eight but also episode 35 um i mean at this point the fans just expect that intro i, I wanted to get rid of it but it's like if i don't say it someone's gonna miss it uh, but regardless hello to everyone listening whenever and wherever you are including those in our patreon uh live stream um and for this episode i thought it would be fun if we ran around and said our name and something about ourselves I'll start. Uh, my name is Jesse, and I like to party. Uh, all right, Gabriel, you're up. My name is Gabriel, and I, I like party. And uh, and and uh, our, our last person here. Hi, I'm JB, and uh, I too like to party. <laughs> nice. I wasn't gonna um, keep that bit longer than that, but um, but that's right. In our rotating third seat, thanks to. A special arrangement um, from our ex-intern Trevor and his ridiculously successful podcast. Um, we have the return for this episode, the originally anointed one, JB. Um, welcome back. Glad we could oh, work out there. that deal. Um, it feels yeah, I like, yeah, go ahead. I know we can't mention Trevor's podcast name yeah, on that. That's the one thing we've, in our, yeah. there's agreements long, but we, we still have not right. caved on that piece. We won't mention that. Yeah, yeah. That was part of Sandusky's contract. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's been pretty wildly successful. And it was, I mean, the man, the man, I could say this here in a safe space. He's kind of getting a big head, but <laughs> luckily I was able to pull away. Well, we so, know for a fact he's not going to listen to this thing. So little yeah. things we need to worry about. But yeah. Glad to, be, glad to be back, gentlemen. We're glad you're here. It feels, I mean, it feels just like two episodes ago we were chatting about movies, the three of us. <laughs> and it, it also feels like the first time. It always feels like the very first time. Ooh. And speaking of all, all right. that, um, today we're talking Hot Rod, <laughs> the movie, Andy Samberg. Um, yeah, a, a film that has, and maybe we'll get into it later, a long um, history with the origin story of the greatest movies of all time podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but again, part of that Sandusky deal with Trevor and his podcast and getting you back in here. Um, Hot Rod was 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 part of that equation. So contractual obligation, as they say, mm -hmm. it's true. And I think mm -hmm. even there was something mentioned in JB's original contract with that's know, what I'm saying when he signed on. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, originally this was supposed to be the the final episode. Yeah, that's how it was written in the the, the show's bible. But that got reworked when they they reallocated him to another podcast, and so we're going to do it now. And we do what we do. Um, and this, if this is your first time listening, there's a little bit of canon and backstory you need to catch up on. So, um, work your way. I it's say not Nick your, Cannon. Not a little bit. Nick not Cannon. Nick Cannon. <laughs> but work your way backwards is what we say, and you'll figure it out. You'll put the pieces together. 
Uh, but we are the greatest movies of all time podcast. Each episode, we take a film, we discuss it, we debate it, and we decide if it is one of the greats or not now and forever. To close the show, we always play a game. And remember, um, since some of these changes with Sandusky, we've mentioned the stakes for our games have changed. Games not so much have changed. They're convoluted and confusing as ever. But the winner of each game, including today's, is granted either the right to call into question a previously named great from season two and um, or instant or name an instant great of their choosing. Cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So, and oh, today's game is going to be the letterbox game. Haven't played in a while. Um, Letterboxd game. Yeah. If you have a great you'd like to consider, uh, email us at greatest movies of all uh, greatest movies podcast at gmail.com. Um, and that's it. That's that's all of the business up front. Now it's time for the party in the back. Party in the ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of works with with uh, hot rod, if you will. But uh, but yeah. Dave. We we uh, we also are doing a fantasy film league, and I think there's been some drastic changes since our last episode. It's uh, we call it the League of the Greats. All this information that Gabriel's about to share with us, and we're gonna share our thoughts, I guess. Um, it can be found at leagueofthegreats.com. And uh, yeah. yeah, Gabriel, what do we got on the docket here? There has been there has been a, a shakeup, if you would, um, in the in the league scoreboard. Um, there have been several films that have either been released or at least are, are nearing release, and therefore have scores um, on Rotten Tomatoes. And so we have several new films um, with scores. Uh, you know, um, we've got Black Widow, which has not come out yet or possibly may be out when this episode's released. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but we do have scores from Black Widow. Uh, so so that is is helping Lee out. Um, so far, the, re- the reviews there are with 90 reviews in um, are fairly positive. Um, Cruella. Uh, I don't remember if this was out. Uh, last episode or not, but but that one, maybe I, I believe it was. Yeah, but, there were some early scores in, yeah, on the standby. Yeah, and so we so. we've got some more since, um, but that that too is on, um, on Lee's draft board. Uh, in the Heights uh, has had more reviews come in. Um, that that premiered on HBO Max as well as in theaters. Uh, the Kevin Hart vehicle fatherhood is out on Netflix that has scores. Um, Luca, the, the Disney Pixar uh, film, um, all of those are now um, showing up on Nikki J's board. Uh, not much to speak of for you, Jesse. I, I believe that when we last spoke, um, Scores were in for Spirit Untamed, uh, as well as Peter Rabbit 2. Listen, I survived survived those two films and and came out okay. Um, (laughs) Not, there there isn't, nothing new uh, on on JB's board, so he's still kind of sitting where he was, but should have some some releases out soon. Uh, (laughs) 
and uh, the films Infinite, as well as my counterpick in The Heights, which was questionable move at the time and has proven to be a, a bad move. Um, so those are all on the board. So I, I won't go through individual scores for each of these films. No. Let's just say In the Heights has been well-received for the most part. Um, I know there's been a, a bit of controversy that Lin-Manuel Miranda has at least publicly acknowledged and you know, hopefully will uh, address at some point. Um, I mean, obviously you can't, can't retcon uh, in the heights, no, no. but uh, you know, in, in future uh, films as regarding representation. Um, <clears throat> so again, won't go into to each of these. Let's just say uh, Pixar does what Pixar does. Yeah, it does. I mean, we knew uh, it would. We knew it would for Nikki J. Well, and and uh, so I, I saw Luca. It's a it's a very feel it's a feel good film. I think it's a little loose. Mm. I don't think it's one of Pixar's best. Um, I maybe put it in the bottom half of Pixar films, but uh, it it has performed well critically. Uh, so I'm gonna go. Just overall scores, yeah. and then if there's any commentary or questions, like we can talk individual films if you guys want. But uh, in fifth place is JB, uh, still sitting with a negative 28 points, but that could change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you still got some films on the board. Um, and Plus. yeah, yeah, I think you have more opportunities than, than most uh, for new films to to enter onto your board with potentially positive scores um in in fourth place uh with a, a 66 point swing in the wrong direction is me with falling, off 16. Top, falling off the top of the mountain real fast yeah you've been you've been at the number one spot like since this thing began basically and too close I, to the sun yeah. but i i mean i also think i i had like the first two films no yeah no, but it's just it's just it's just great how this this thing changes so quick. It's like yeah, I know yeah JB, so. myself and JB have kind of stayed the same for a while. But, but yeah, yeah no, the see. the Antoine uh, Fuqua film, which is is out now, um, uh, Infinite, starring mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg. That that film now holds the distinction of having the worst score on the draft board of a sixteen on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, you know. Uh, so, so there's that, and and that's mine, mm-hmm. um, along with with that. Uh, really, uh, the, the just the the audience scores for In the Heights. Yeah, you know, critics and audiences both are. The average is ninety five. One's a ninety six. One's a ninety four. Yeah, so no, you know, yeah. solid pick there. Uh, in third place is Jesse. That's me yep. with a positive nine points. I'll take it. Um. In second place, oddly enough, was in first place until just a few minutes before we we started tonight. Yeah. Um, it's Nikki J with a twenty-seven. Uh, Luca and in the Heights have, have really just swung him in the opposite direction after that initial uh, just anchor that was the the Snyder cut um, mm-hmm. and the fans' reaction there. And in first place. With thirty-one and a half points, is Lee 
Yeah, coming all the way back. And, and yeah, and and that uh, that's that's uh, sitting on the the shoulders of of the early returns on Black Widow. Um, you know, uh, so yeah. The, despite the fact that Cherry was was not that great of a performer. Um, her other three films are all in positive territory um, and in double-digit positive territory. Yeah. Uh, Cruella, Godzilla vs. Kong, and Black Widow. Um, so that is, that's the rundown. Uh, any, any thoughts or... Uh, yeah, JB, your thoughts. So we're going to... Nikki J is going to be on our episode, on the next episode. So we'll kind of get some... We'll get an update from him soon. Lee, Lee, we just had some thoughts on Granite. She didn't quite have this... You know, she was slow, which has been interesting. She was slowly climbing away. I think at that last episode, she was in the positives, but hovering around single digit mm. positive score. And now to jump up to 31.5 in our Patreon pre-show, um, she was celebrating with some of the, the patrons in the chat, which was funny. Um, but yeah, so JB, <laughs> I, I know, um, you know, I know Trevor doesn't let you talk much about the League of the Greats um, in his presence, but any, any kind of thoughts since we might not hear from you for an episode or two? On, on, on your league? Your yeah, I draft? thought we were supposed to be going for the lowest score, like Gaul. <laughs> well, you I haven't. You would, you would, you'd be in good shape. <laughs> nah. That's what I. I think it's funny just looking at my scores. The best performing movie currently on my roster is the one that's working against my favor, uh, which is the fan favorite Moxie with a solid 70. So I. Counter pick, yeah. I'm looking forward to some higher Rotten Tomatoes scores on my board. As far as the rest of the board goes, yeah, there were some shakeups there. I'm a little surprised, but who doesn't love a good little shakeup? I'm, I'm yeah, sorry I mean, that Padding, I'm sorry that Paddington Bear the the Paddington Bear effect didn't come through for you, Jesse. It didn't work out, but I, I still feel okay that Peter Rabbit is giving me positive points. Um, Spirit Untamed, I I, that was one I knew was gonna wreck me but it wasn't so bad so it's a wild one pun intended yeah but no but i think you have like i mean if all of these still hit some of their re- release dates i um i mean i don't know what the status of like blue bayou is an unbearable weight of massive talent um because i know we'll talk a little bit in the Nikki j thing about there's been some delays announced which might impact him but i think as, as long as these other films on your list free guy Mm-hmm. I, I see free guys like a solid like 68 ish it's positive points it's i got just... some climbing <laughs> yeah but we're not talking about everest but maybe like you know the blue range mountains the blue ridge yeah you know you take what you yeah, get some climbing one step then. at a time one foot in the other mm-hmm. though you do yeah. have that dangerous suicide squad in your counter pick um yeah I mean, I'm I, I'm really hoping that one that one in the Green Knight or, or that they I don't have many films left. I need Minions to be really poorly received by the public, and and then those two to be really well received critically. Yeah. Um, which both of those trailers, I think, yeah, look really solid. No, I mean, they do. They all the. Good. I'll say this: there's no way you're losing fun. points on those movies. We, I am. Who knows? No, JB saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, JB knows something we don't know. He's on the more successful podcast. He's the one that got picked to 
Well, I mean, Suicide Squad's my counterpick, and uh, yeah. I think it's going to sink my battleship. Say that. <laughs> no, no, it might. <laughs> we'll see. F seventeen. You sink my battleship. <laughs> I don't right, even well, know if that's a. I don't know if that's one of the ones on the grid on the battleship. I don't. It's we'll been so long it. since that played. We'll take it. Who knows? All right, so that's the league. Uh, league of the Greats. Get talking hate about mail it. about my lack of knowledge of battleships. Our battleship fans. Hey, Battleship well, the then, movie, one of the greats. I don't know. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> they made a fucking movie <laughs> they based did. on the board game. They did. So they got decent in that. I, you know, I didn't pay any attention to this film. I was like, you made a film based on the board, the Hasbro's Battleship. You know, everybody has an intellectual property. They're like, hey, maybe we can make this into something. Let's do it. Yeah. Specific room. Oh, Alexander Skarsgård. Nice. All right, but that's League of the Greats. We've been talking about it all season. We'll continue to talk about it all season until this thing is over. It wraps up um, in um, in September. We'll be kind of doing our final wrap-up show. Um, but until then, we'll keep talking about it. I'll keep tracking it. You can track it at leagueofthegreats.com and to see our scores as um, we update them as well. But before, we still got that Hot Rod movie to talk soon. But before we do that, we always talk about a film we've, we've watched, some other film, a, a, something to recommend or to steer clear of. And, uh, and yeah, so something each of us have seen that I want to talk about for a minute. Anybody want to take that plunge first? JB, you've been watching some movies in, in our absence? Or, uh, do you? Yeah. Um, I am. Uh currently on another assignment and it's given me some free time so i burned through some movies this past weekend oh wow and a couple that stick out are 30 minutes or less in the spirit of hot rod and hijinks and uh, low budget comedies Mm -hmm. and then i it's definitely an otw i don't think i'd ever watch it again but yeah, it's kind of with Jesse ones. Eisenberg. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like and Aziz. Oh, yeah, I've seen it one time. Pride, yeah. Nick Swardson. Um, those are the main four driving. Oh, and then uh, not D. Really. D. McBee. So, <laughs> it's it's got the the Latin gangsters and actor who's who made it into Ant Man. I forget his name. It's not oh, Michael good. Pena. Yeah, Michael Pena. He does very well in it. Um, yeah, it's a good ensemble. So that was a really good one. And then I did watch, it was new to Netflix. It was trending Fatherhood. Oh, the Kevin Hart. So, Fatherhood is a great one. I definitely recommend that. I don't think, again, that it's a a great, I think it's another OTW. Mm-hmm. And I think as a, uh, I don't know. It was just really heartwarming. It hit the spot. It was a nice pick me up. Yeah, I'm curious to to see it. You're the second positive recommendation. Um, I got it Lee from the night before podcast. She um hey, mm-hmm. my wife. She watched it when I was out of town <laughs> one one weekend recently and and told me about that she really enjoyed it. Yeah, and both of those are streaming on Netflix, right? Yes, they're both on Netflix right now. Cool. 
no, and that's I mean another another tie because I'm 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 remembering more about thirty minutes or less. Fred Ward is in thirty minutes or less from Tremors. Mm, nice, Bert. Yeah, or is it, is that? No, I don't know if it's. But uh, oh man, I wish we had interns again. We lost those in the Earl too. Earl Bass. Okay, Bert is the Michael Gross character. Earl mm-hmm. Bass. But Brad Ward from Tremors. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I saw a film recently. Speaking of um, sort of the draft we mentioned a few minutes ago, I um, had the opportunity to finally see one of my picks that is helping me out pretty well in the draft. I watched um, Nobody, the Bob Odenkirk action flick, if you will. It was one of those. Uh, it's, it's, it's currently like video on demand rental. It's kind of finally dropped out of that $20 range to about four, five, six bucks. But even then, I was sitting on the couch, haven't done a red box in forever. They sent me a coupon like, hey, rent, rent this movie for like a buck on Blu-ray. So I did it and watched, watched Nobody. It's fun. It's, it's a solid movie. I think it's a OTW as well. I don't think it's anything you're going to come back to over and over. It's, it's fun seeing Odenkirk in this role you have that kind of like action badass guy like you know it's, it's sort of like what it's sort of like a dad fantasy movie if you will like like taken yeah i mean but, but like we're taken it's it's he's known he's like super badass guy uh, right? like like in that context i want you to be ready they are going to take you um in this case it's no one respects odenkirk you know, they don't know he had this whole other side of his life. Um, and that, like, that's even what the trailer highlights, right? That um, his house gets broken into by some punks, some kids, and everybody mocks him, including like his own teenage son. That Why didn't you do anything about it, Dad? And, you know, he's this John Wick badass killer guy. And and so it, it, it definitely runs that, you know, it, it, it plays that part well. It is... It's not like super serious like John Wick. Obviously, it's the point of comparison. I think it's even the same writer of John Wick. Um, but, you know, Christopher Lloyd's in it. It's good to see him again. Haven't seen him in a while, but it's the same thing. He's another, you know, it's, it's playing on that idea, right? It's the, oh, he's the old man, but he's also, he's Odenkirk's father. Um, and that the Rizza is in it. That's fun too. But, yeah, it was just a fun, enjoyable weekend movie rental at home on the TV. Um, I'm happy it was in my pick. Happy I saw it. I'm, you know, they set it up. Obviously, like, hey, there could be more nobody movies um, for sure. But I mean, show me something Bob Odenkirk's in that I'm not going to like, and you know, I'll be shocked. So, I definitely recommend it. I really liked it, but forgot it once it was over too. At the same time. <laughs> so, it's nobody. It's nobody. Nice. So, um, yeah, not going to get surprised anything on this movie. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, oh boy, um, I've seen a, I've seen a handful of things since we last checked in. Um, a couple of these I'm not going to mention because I 
think that they may be up for potential further conversation at some point. Yeah, we can um, on that Sandusky list. Nick Bosco. Um, I did see In the Heights. No. Um, you know, I I, I love Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, I I love Hamilton. Um, and the Hamilton soundtrack. I went into this wanting to like In the Heights. Um, but honestly, I felt like the first half of the film, there were just some of the, the songs. And I know that, that this was like the songs for this, like this this theatrically comes before Hamilton. Um, like the theater, um, I got you know. It. Live, live theater. Uh, but just some of the music is almost identical. Mm. Um, and, and even at times, I think there, there were certain bars, and I, I should have written this down, but just like certain bars that were parts of the songs that were almost word for word identical to bars from songs in Hamilton, um, and it, it kind of, uh, yet again, this, this kind of story about an underdog being scrappy, um, and, and trying to kind of attain his dream. Uh, the second half of the, the movie I think is better, but I also think it is strictly just a play at sentimentality. Hmm. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone so i won't mention like but there's there's a a point uh, literally about halfway in the film where there's a a blackout and and some things occur that kind of shift the story a bit but ultimately yeah i just i don't know why i don't have an issue with musicals per se i don't have like this this point of reference, like, yeah, I mean, I, I've never lived in, in these neighborhoods in New York, but simultaneously, I just felt like so much of it was strictly playing on sentimentality mm-hmm. as opposed to having like a rich story. And it, it just, I, I mean, obviously it wasn't, I don't think it was made for me, but it just wasn't for me. Yeah. So what, so what, um, drove, what drove you to watch it? Was it like, Hey, I'm going to check out one of my draft picks or I like Hamilton. No, it was, so I mean, gonna, it was. It was. Yeah, I want to see this. It was literally like I, I like all things Lin Manuel Miranda yeah, yeah. that I've experienced. Um, you know, I mean, he he's occasionally popped up uh, in McElroy Brothers related things. I know that they are they're friends with him. Um, I've I love him in interviews and late night, you know, talk shows, um, and 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 again. Uh, Appreciate I like appreciate the Moana soundtrack. I I love love Hamilton. Um, But yeah, I mean that was that was what drew me in. I wanted to to see this, and you know it's it's fine. I just I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not great to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm merely just one person though. Um, Beyond that. Uh, the the one I, I I did see a film that was a little off kilter and weird and like a really just uncomfortable unsettling kind of vibe to it, um, and 
this uh, this ties in with with the thirty minutes or less because um, it's it's Jesse Eisenberg film. Uh, it is on Amazon Prime, um, and in the Heights is streaming on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Vivarium. Uh, I wanted to. S- I don't, I, okay, I don't think I. I was gonna say I wanted to see this film. I don't know if I wanted to see it. I was. I've been curious about it. Yeah. So I. I. I've seen the little like mm-hmm. you know title card um, for this film. You know, it's all. Didn't know much about it going in. Um, not a great film, but really interesting premise. Very, just, it's a really, it, it almost feels Charlie Kaufman-esque, mm-hmm. um, in some ways, but it, it's somehow, I find, I found it to be a little darker than mm-hmm. a lot of the Kaufman stuff. Um, but yeah, Imogen Poots, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, um, I think they're both terrific in it. There's, there's like, there's this weird kind of turn. What it would, but it, it, I, I can't. I if I try to even explain what happens, I think it gives a little too much. I, you're better off going into this film knowing as little as possible. Yeah. I've heard, um, I've heard similar comments, yeah. and I, I think either you know you'll you'll like it or you'll you'll hate it. Um, but you know it's a it's a thing. Um, it's a thing. Yeah, and I mean I, I won't I won't go into the the other other things I've I've watched. I, I somehow fell asleep watching something and woke up and my big fat Greek wedding was on. Sorry, sorry, and I was right? just like, I was like, I've never seen this. Um, I think I, I've seen I that. know that this is my big fat Greek wedding, yeah. uh, and I'm not gonna fall back asleep anytime soon. I'm just gonna watch this. Stick with it. Why not? Oh man, <laughs> that's not for me either. But just really, just a just a very sappy, silly film. Yeah, I remember seeing it at some point in my life for some reason, and yeah. That was a, that was another thing. That was a thing. But yeah, I, I had never seen it. Never would have watched it. But you know, sometimes, sometimes you. The, sometimes the beauty of just waking up and some other films on. You're like, okay, this is what, this is what fate <laughs> has delivered me. The universe is is, is deeming me to watch this. So. The universe delivered me my big fat Greek wedding. So. But yeah, that's 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 my run. I would say uh, if you're into like odd. Like really absurd, strange films. You say give a very a watch. Would you call it art house? I mean, I don't. I don't think I'd call it art house because I, I think it has more of a sci-fi bend to it. Gotcha. Um, but it's yeah, it's. It's just weird. Yeah, it's weird. weird I heard it's weird and a little off-putting for some, or dark, and yeah, one's mileage may vary, though. Um, if you watch it, yeah. You know. I, I again, not for everyone, but if you're into that kind of yeah. unsettling sci-fi uh, horror comedy mystery, yeah. Well, speaking, uh, yeah, give it, give it a, yeah, give it a, 
Yeah, well done. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's terribly long. It's, that, it's a little over an hour and a half. Give it a watch. Gonna do it. Gonna do it. Not at some point. I know it's in my watch list on Amazon, but it might just live there forever. Um, sometimes it's tough. You know, the, it's fun to put something on your watch list and then sometimes it's like, oh, it's so hard to actually watch this. Um, yeah, I, did, I mean, I put it's like plenty of things into of my, my... Yeah, it's 90% of all my lists on various streaming services. Tons of stuff in queues, yeah. and then I go to them, and I'm just like, I, I don't know if I'm in the mood to watch this right now. Yeah. All right. But um, speaking for a movie I had to get in the mood to watch, I, I saw I saw Hot Rod for the first time this weekend. I'd never seen this film before. I had started watching this film before... <laughs> A couple of times, and I think it was always late at night, and I always just fell asleep. Yeah, I realized I'd seen like a few 10 15 scenes. minutes in. Yeah, <laughs> how dare you! <laughs> but with Hot Rod, and maybe JB, you can kick us off. Um, yeah, this was an early I know an early conversation we had once, um, little, little behind the curtain here. Um, we were spitballing this greatest movies idea, greatest movies podcast, and uh-huh. um, you know. We've been in in various, you know, this sort of development cycle for a podcast. It takes a while. And, you know, we were were working on developing Move Over Moonlight, and that kind of just got stuck in, like, development hell and, you know, a lot of things we had to clear that Sandusky didn't approve of. And and then we sort of pivoted to this greatest movies idea, and I was pitching it to you one day. And and basically it's 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 the concept that all our listeners... Are know and love at this point, um, where we bring up a film and debate it. And I, you know, I kind of said, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll talk about a film and we'll say, Hey, it's one of the greats or not. And like you just instantly re- responded, You're like, Yeah, like Hot Rod. Yeah. And every time <laughs> and that, that was your instant when I said, You know, and I said, Well, I mean, but like a, a movie that's one of the greats. And you're like, Yeah, like, <laughs> like Hot Rod. And I was trying to read if you're joking or not. And, um, <laughs> And I'm like, I'm thinking, I don't know if this guy gets what I mean by one of the greats. <laughs> but granted, I hadn't seen Hot Rod at this point um, because, you know, never in my wildest dreams that I thought this would be a, a great movie. But, um, <laughs> but I'd never given it a chance. I never watched it. And, and um, I'm, I'm, I'll, yeah, I'll let you take over. I'll just say this is a funny movie. It's too legit to quit. Oh man, the too legit the the MC Hammer reference alone. <laughs> okay, I'll admit there were a handful of laugh out loud moments, and I, and I don't laugh at laugh out loud at movies. That was one of them. That got me. The fact that he kept the bit going, um, that he kept doing the the too he legit. Committed. Yeah, I'm not. Um, out, and that means I quit. Yeah, where do I where do I start with Hot Rod? Hot Rod has been a uh, foundational to my sense of humor growing up and to this day and it really I think it's an instant cult classic it's definitely established that status I think there's plenty of people in my circles of friends who don't even have a great sense of humor that will laugh at hot rod and I'm like all right that's right you know you know a good comedy (laughs) um Bill Hader it was Bill Hader before Bill Hader was Bill Hader and you could realize that he was going places. Andy Samberg, classic. It was Lonely Island sort of 
venturing out into the movie world. And since then, they've done Popstar and Palm Springs and the Bash Brothers uh, experience. All wonderful hits. And then Danny McBride. Danny McBride comes in there with his confident sort of douchey character and steals the show. You've got Will Arnett. You've got Isla Fisher. Chris Parnell comes in there. It's just, it's a wonderful ensemble cast. Um, Yorma Tacone does great as Kevin. Ah, man. So I love, I love the actors. I love the premise. The idea that he's got a struggling relationship with his stepfather and his stepfather is belittling his, belittling this man's manhood. This man is probably in his early twenties. And this, well, he lives at home. Let's, I mean, let's, let's not get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he lives, lives at, home. <laughs> at home with his mom, his brother, his stepfather. And he claims to be a stuntman who rides a moped. And his mom, by the way, <laughs> so, is I mean, you know, played by Sissy Spacek as well, which is... Yes, and Ian McShane is the stepdad. Yeah, like, so yeah. onto the casting piece. You're right there, yeah. So, and just this idea that yeah, he's he's a deadbeat in a small town in America. His dad, his stepdad knows it, constantly kicks his ass. And the catalyzing force in his development as a man is the fact that his stepdad's heart goes bad and he needs to raise money to fix that heart just so he can kick his ass. I think that is brilliant comedy storyline and they play it out well. Um, and then all the side plots and all the different characters and little missions and the stories that they tell along the way, man, it just, it was one of the first movies too, I think that had those, what's becoming increasingly popular, especially if you've seen like Bo Burnham's special inside, I, I call it the abrupt cut where mm-hmm. you're not sure if the scene's supposed to end or not, or even if you, it, even if they lead you into the scene continuing, they just cut it off and go to the next one. And Hot Rod does that pretty well. Yeah, it's a little bit of that, um, I don't know if it's Monty Python, but it's like Stella and some of these other like more alternative comedy stuff where it's... it's absurdist sketch comedy. And it's like, yeah, we don't have to end this bit. We don't have to... Like, that's not, I was thinking Monty Python. It's Kids in the Hall, um, Stella, this idea of we don't have to end the bit. We can just mm-hmm. cut. Um, the bit's over when we're just done goofing off and yeah. we don't have to, we don't have to SNL it and like make it in a little like package that works. We're just, we're done. We're moving on. Or, or go the opposite route where we're going to make this bit over long. Yes. Like, and it, it's just going to keep going and you, you, you think it's going to end, but no, it just keeps going. Yeah, You mean, uh, you know, I don't think a, I mean, yeah, Danny McBride had his moments, but no, your true uh, scene stealer, Will Arnett. Um, <laughs> s- speaking of his, like, let it, the bit go on on the babe, come back, babe, um, <laughs> bit in his red Corvette when Isla Fisher leaves him. Well, the 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 early training montage fall down the cliff, like <laughs> that, or down like that, down that the was embankment. Another one like, of my my lulls, my uh, laugh out it, loud. It just kept going, like he just kept falling and falling and hitting tree and falling and i was like what, what? i was like okay it's it's funny it's kind of not is this fun 
Oh, and it's funny. <laughs> then it gets again. funny again. Well, it's it almost gets, like it gets back around to being funny. Yeah, the and and what was before that, the overly long extended woods eighties dance montage. Um <laughs> Before anger. he falls. Before he falls. So that part's already over long and, and leaves the, oh, this is funny. This is not funny. This is funny. And then, and I'll admit, when he started falling down the hill, I was like, okay, of course he's going to fall. And I did the moment. I like sit there, I pick up my phone, and I'm like, I'm going to read what oh, people shit, are saying about this on Letterbox. And I'm like <laughs> reading the Letterbox reviews. And then, because, you know, I check out a little bit. I'm like, okay, yeah, of course he's going to swan dive and just fall on this thing. You, you saw it coming. It's telegraphed. But then you're right. I'm like scrolling on my phone and he's still falling and he's still falling. And so I put and it they, down and I rewound the movie and I went back to, and I thought, I'll, I'll give this its due. I, I will watch this whole scene again. They, they spare no effort in trying to make it a real stunt going down the hill too. They just throw a dummy into the camera. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and then there's, there's like the, another scene that felt slightly drawn out was the the Danny McBride scene where like so Rod wrecks and and the guy comes outside and he's pissed that like he's destroyed his property. <laughs> oh yeah they sent a beat down. <laughs> Danny McBride just beats the shit out of this, this guy. This is my hat now. This is my just hat continues now. to pummel him and then dumps the man's own trash can on top of him and it it felt like, I mean, I know it was only maybe like a minute, minute and a half, but it felt like it went on for so long. Way too long, yeah, yeah. And and was like way over the top. Yeah, yeah. Just, and what he's saying while he's taunting them too, he's like, oh, I yeah. go to church every Sunday. <laughs> I drink green tea. You're going to mess with me? Well, it's like, it's like, I've been drinking on green tea all day. I'm amped up. <laughs> oh, man. It is... It is an absurdist. It's an absurdist comedy. Like, it, it, I mean, that's that's exactly the premise is absurd. The but the, yeah, the, the premise I like the are premise, absurd. Yeah, you're right. Because part of it, I'm part of it. I'm watching. I'm like, okay, this is this is this is a little too ridiculous and absurd. Like this this father's heart just because he wants to fight his father, um, his stepfather. But then I flash back, and I think some of this is a little generational. JB, to your original point of, hey, I have a circle of friends, really like it. You know, this came out in 2007. Why didn't I see it? Because I was just like in a, I missed it in that weird spot in like, you know, 2007 yeah. is that, um, you know, I'm a few years into uh, my career and, and you know, all these things in life. It's just like, it's off my radar. And I think I met my, my first son was born that year. And so I definitely um, wasn't, you know, seeing that stuff. But then as I'm watching the absurdity of this and I'm thinking back and reflecting a little bit, I'm like, Oh, but this is sort of like my Norm McDonald. And, you know, cause Norm McDonald, you know, is, is a little more in my like wheelhouse and, and my sense of the absurdist, ridiculous sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And when his movies came out, um, that he had a couple of his films that were, you know, ridiculous and, and crazy, like screwed. And, uh, Dirty work. Dirty work was the big one, right? <laughs> um, and it's the same thing. And, and then even things like Ladies Man and with Tim Meadows. It's this like, okay, I get it. You know, this sort of generational with like Saturday Night Live actors that kind of, you know, they people say, right, there's that who are your favorite batch of Saturday Night Live actors are typically the ones that you got to know in high school or in that realm when you watch Saturday Night Live in that like as you're 
sense of humor mm-hmm. was developing. And I really appreciate a lot of the cast that has moved on since those Norm Macdonald days and that SNL cast. It's obvious that that sort of humor, um, you know, that Andy Samberg took the torch from, um, you know, he's kind of mm-hmm. repeating some of that, you know, a decade later, um, if you will. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, uh, no, go uh, ahead, JB. The, uh, the level of detail too. So there's, there's one scene in hot rod that just sticks out to me and amazes me that like I picked up on it, but it's, they're outside the convenience store dancing next to the van and <laughs> just see this ridiculous dancing but you see Danny McBride's character shove the little brother into a van. Mm-hmm. You see it on camera, right? Yeah. And then it cuts to Rod talking to Denise. Um, and they're, while they're talking, you hear the Danny thing. McBride push the little brother into the van again. And it's just it's those little moments that make me chuckle. Like you didn't have to include that, but you did. And, you know. Yeah, for like a comedy at that level, it, you, yeah, you would normally that's not a detail that gets, that gets yeah. in the in the sound design of of the film of the Foley artist. Like, hey, let's let's make sure we get another thud in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, Gabriel, to your points, what are you thinking? Oh, I mean, I, so I, I, I think one of the things that that's the so one of the other things that stood out to me. I mean, I love absurdist comedy. I, I would think a similar boat as Jesse. This was one that came out. Like I heard the title, heard it was Samberg, and, you know, it just, yeah. It, I was like, I, I, I don't know. If I get to it, I'll get to it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it, it's a little kinder i think than some of the other films like in this genre um you know but it's i just i the soundtrack and the score were interesting to me the way they, they kind of fit into this very heavy like 80s vibe like <laughs> all the the score was all just like synth music um mm-hmm. and then the the songs chosen for the soundtrack uh that were not score were all 80s um, songs. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I know that this film was originally intended for Will Ferrell. Really? Um, yeah, so the, the script was written um, for Will Ferrell. Uh, and the, the original screenplay was written by Pam Brady, who, um, right, had previously... Uh, had written for, for comedy shows. She wrote for South Park for a while um, or wrote a, an episode of South Park, uh, but also was a co-writer, one of the writers for South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. Um, and then went, wrote, was a writer on Team America, World Police. So she had worked with uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, She's she's dabbled like she clearly had written in this like absurdist comedy like genre, but when Farrell was given an executive producer credit and they cast Sandberg, basically the entire film was kind of retooled by um, the Lonely Island. 
Like, so it was at Yorma, Akiva and, mm-hmm. um, and Andy and, and they, they worked it to better fit their style. And so I don't know how much of it, right. Is part of the original script. And then how much of it is, is kind of the, the lonely Island retooling. But yeah, I, I, I think it, it sits in this really nice place for me um, with regards to just kind of absurdist comedies that, that come in right around 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, that's what kind of surprised me a little bit. Cause I know some of my um, negativity towards, mm-hmm. we'll just keep it going. Um, you, oh, let's see if he's popping on. Let us go. But I think some of my initial feeling, like why I was maybe dismissive, yeah, life things happening. But yeah, I think I, I wrongly assumed, well, there's kind of two things that I thought even while I was watching it, but even going into it. Um, one, I was like, well, I saw Napoleon Dynamite a few years ago. Um, so now this is like Napoleon Dynamite on, on, a, on a motorcycle, on a moped. Um, but kind of lumped it in that camp. Um, and then it's like, okay, and I've seen the sort of, you know, I've been, I've been here, right? I've seen the sort of, I had my SNL crew that got their absurdist comedies. And then mm. you had kind of Napoleon Dynamite, which, right, it, it, you know, Napoleon Dynamite, when it came out, it's a funny film. It's definitely something that's really kind of become worn and tired. But, but, but there was some things you saw a little bit in that, like, okay, that sort of awkward comedy and that kind of clueless person who thinks they're cooler than they are and, and whatnot. Right. Yeah. And that, um, but, Small but honestly, I think uh, hot rod does Napoleon dynamite, you know, it does it better for sure. I'll say that. And, but then it also, what it does better. Um, the other person I was thinking of, and I kind of lumped Andy Samberg in this Napoleon dynamite and, um, Tom green world a bit. You know, because Tom Green had his, like, Freddie Got Fingered film. Um, and, you know, the sort of, like, over the top. And then even it, it felt in the realm a little bit of the dude wears my car um, type thing, right? All these sort of things. But, you know, I'll say on this watching, my, my watching, kind of seeing it, I think it's it's the film I enjoy above all those others. Uh, and I had my moments with all those films at some point in time, right? I had a moment where... You know, I, I was really enjoyed Napoleon Dynamite. Freddie Got Fingered is just the super absurd um, 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 comedy movie that, that I think doesn't make sense to not make, you know, it's simply to not make sense. Um, it's just Tom Green saying, I'll exploit that I'm getting a major motion picture. Um, mm. And then, a, and then like, you know, Dude, Where's My Car? I'm definitely had a little bit of time with that, but that kind of, came more of the Harold and Kumar type films. Um, I feel is kind of where dude, where my car, that, that model went, but yeah, but no, um, yeah. And I'll say this, the other piece I can say, you mentioned, I can show this to people and whether their sense of humor is more out there, more grounded. Um, they'll laugh and they'll think it's funny. Um, the 14 year old report, um, he watched Hot Rod independently um, prior <laughs> to knowing that this was going to be an episode and approached me about a month ago and said, uh, let me know when you're going to do Hot Rod because I think that's one of the greats. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> All right. I thought we got to. He's like, I- I'd watch it again. I'd watch it again. Just let me know. I'll watch it again. So it's, 
Jen, you know, let me I, come I, on the podcast. Let me talk. I know. I said, well, hey, you got to dial in and do your 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 piece. Um, but no, kind of speaking of the generational thing I mentioned before, it's at least capturing the young. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think Andy Sandberg's still relevant for even younger generations that are coming up. I think one thing about me watching Hot Rod, I I'm biased, and also even early on in my watches. Every time I watched that movie, there were like five new things that made me laugh. And so back to that attention to detail, like even the small cutscenes and how they cut them and why they cut them. And you're know, thinking about the design of the movie. It was very thoughtfully crafted from the first minute to the last minute, even though it was like super dumb. Some on the floor drawn out, some were short. I, I don't know. No, no, I, yeah, I, I see that. I see that. It would, it's people who know what they're doing. Um, I, I kind of, you know, recently in an era, again, thinking of things that get a bit absurdist, um, Conan O'Brien just recently ended his late night run. And I mm. watched that episode and it was a really good little episode <laughs> to end this thing. But he he ended his his monologue with the speech about he's worked his whole career to try to find the the, the, the combination of silly and smart and, and to mm. find the middle. And and I think this has definite moments and, and, and as a... And a big attempt, whether that's exactly what they're trying to do, but that same thing Conan said, I've always tried to be super silly, but also smart at the same time and, and find that where they meet. And then I feel Hot Rod does that much better than those other films I, I mentioned. Um, even the Norm MacDonald stuff, stuff I love, um, but all those other sort of absurdist mainstream comedies, which is really what they all are. Um, mm-hmm. This this hits more of a Conan O'Brien vibe than it does, you know, other things. Yeah. Yeah, I so I think one of one of the things for me that I found to be just kind of bothersome and occasionally would pull me out is that if the store the plot line feels too similar to other plot lines, right? Like it, it feels very similar to like Happy Gilmore, right? I mean, it, no, he's not trying to like. Save his stepdad so he can kick his ass, but he's trying to save his mom's house, and he needs to to raise. And then he's he's clearly you know inept at what what it is that, that he does. Um, dirty work, right? They are in fact trying to raise exactly fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> um, and and the only thing that they're good at is just being assholes. Yeah. Um, you know, and there are a couple other films that kind of fall into that. It, it, the the beats, right? It. it feels very formulaic script wise um that said i mean i, I think that there is enough that, i mean i, I think this is the performances really right like i mean danny mcbride is fantastic um and this is before he kind of just it were before it came to a point where it felt like he was strictly kind of being cast in these roles mm-hmm. um and he's not he's not a smug asshole. He's just this guy who's just slightly off a little bit <laughs> and, and maybe has some anger management issues. Um the hater as as Dave, like I think he's fantastic. Uh you know, I mean I love Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Isla Fisher's great, Sandberg's great, uh Yorma Tacona is, is terrific, Ian McShane and and, and um Sissy Spacek. Like it I, I really think the cast is what makes us work. Like, cause it, they all, 
kind of know how to play in that space together. Um, but that, I mean, that said, I think there's better Lonely Island material out there. Um, in particular, the, the Bash Brothers Netflix special, which is still, that's one that I could put that on at any given time. And if I'm feeling shitty, like that one's, that one's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna flip things around for me real quick. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, it's so ridiculous. It's so absurd. And the fact that it taps into kind of like, that's the era of baseball where I was most like kind of interested in what was happening in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh my God, that it's, it's so insane. Um, and I, I absolutely love pop star. Don't stop. Never stop. It. But that's, that's me. Um, but no, this was, I'm, I'm glad I finally, uh, watched the entirety of this film as opposed to putting it on late at night and falling asleep 10 minutes in. Yeah. It's definitely a film I say for, for those who aren't acclimated with it, uh, you had to give it some time. You have to, you have to give it, you have to let it run from beginning to end. And, um, I mean, heck, I, 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 it surprised me sitting on the couch by myself watching this film on a Saturday or Sunday. And it, it ends again, I, like to your point, JB, they know what they're doing um, with sort of putting this together. And it ends on the freeze frame um, with like Sandberg's just like victory, like arm in the air. And I just couldn't stop laughing um, like to myself, just like this. You know, because a very I, I'd recently watched the the film Death Proof I talked about, and ends the exact same way. You know, like beating the crap out of somebody, and then, um, you know, the, the females all like raise their arm in victory, and it freezes, right? And this mm-hmm. does the exact same. And again, kind of a throwback to the you know films of the '70s and how they would end. Uh, and and you know, this does the same thing here, and obviously much different tone, but <laughs> but but I but I just chuckled. The, the, the entire time. And I, I wasn't expecting a, a sort of post credit little scene. And granted it does like a little thing at the very end with the motorcycle. Um, but I just, you know, I wasn't even looking for it, but I just like sat there, let the credits roll and, 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 and sat with that. What a, what a movie that kind of kept getting funnier and funnier the more I was thinking a bit about it. And, uh, and even in our conversation here, it's felt we haven't had a conversation like this since like Wet Hot American Summer. And mm. it's that similar thing where you're like, okay, it's absurd, it's funny. It's well it's yeah, it's and that was when you um I'm you know, you suggested, hey, we I mean we're all we're fans, but you're like, hey, let's do wet hot. Um, but it's another one. The podcast has been half discussion and critique about things, and then the other half just gushing reliving favorite bits um, <laughs> which i think says something to a movie about a movie that you you enjoy recounting those bits again one of my favorite scenes in this movie is where he he's purposely trying to get denise isla fisher's attention by try like oh, the reflecting like light off of a mirror into her face while she's petting a dog yeah <laughs> And then as soon as he realizes, like, she, she's gonna, like, she, I was like, oh, I've got her attention. He immediately grabs a fucking hammer yeah. and just starts wailing on an engine. <laughs> I know. 
And it's like, no, no one who's ever worked on any engine has ever just taken a hammer to an engine block and just, my, God. oh, oh, what are you doing here? I'm just, just working on this engine or whatever with this. And I was like, this is so stupid. And it's yeah. so funny. It was one of those moments I was watching. I'm like, what is he doing? He's going to break it. <laughs> Every training stunt that he does, it's like, oh my god! It, it, did the stunt people on this it, for this film die? Like, it, <laughs> were there grave injuries? Um, and so I had to. Look, I did actually look that up. And apparently, in that opening stunt where he tries to jump in, like just smashes into the RV. Oh yeah, the stuntman broke his leg in the opening stunt of this this film. So. You know, sure. Anybody who says they'll do anything for comedy, you know, would they do that? Yeah. So that's that's hot rod. I think I think we're at that moment of truth. I think we need to. It's funny, but is it is one of the greats? And uh, we'll we'll do our JP. I I don't think there's any mystery where you stand. So, so it's really (laughs) have have one of the uh, the two of us either been swayed or already came in thinking that way. but I'll admit, before I vote, this is—I've uh, been thinking heavily on this one of of where it falls. Mm. Yeah, I'm—I'm in the same boat. I—it's I, really funny, and I, I really funny. enjoy watching. It, but it's—is it—is it wet, hot American summer funny? Right. No, and yeah. That, that's yeah, and that's the tough part, right? And yeah, wet hot is—I mean, it's—I mean, to me again, just feeling my own personal feeling it's like yeah it's undeniable like how funny and classic wet hot is but Mm -hmm. could there be i'm thinking now people coming out of you know obviously show walter and david wayne and michael ian black and and all them um you know they're not quite in the limelight the way they used to be is 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 in a generation or two is that going to be looked at the same way or is it going to be like this is you know, Amy Poehler's in there to to get some attention, Bradley Cooper. But I don't know, I don't know. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's my point. I don't know what element does when you see it, what age you are, um, yeah, and when it came out. How does how does that play? Like sure. how, how do these things hold up? Um, I, so I do want to. Th- I just want to throw out there because I, I was curious. Yeah. I was like, hmm. I vaguely recall Wet Hot American Summer not having done very well in Rotten Tomatoes. Let me look up that Rotten yeah. Tomatoes score. Oh. And let me look up the Hot Rod Rotten Tomatoes yeah, score. Yeah. And and I'm going to go ahead and tell yeah, you. We need all the facts. Yeah. The, the critics liked Hot Rod 1% more than they liked Wet Hot American Summer. But the score on the tomato meter for both of these films, respectively, Wet Hot American Summer, Hot Rod... Mm-hmm. 38%, 39%. Yeah, okay. Mm. Okay, okay. So when we say a film is not for everyone, <laughs> these are the kind of films that I think we're, we're talking about. These are not films for everyone. That, that helps me. That helps me, you know. Audience score, <laughs> Wet Hot's better. Yeah. Yeah. The safe word is whiskey. What? What, are you, what are you talking about? 
<laughs> what are you saying? Another bit, another <laughs> bit that just what? so many WH words. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but, but the funnier part of that whole bit is there's no need. For, I mean, they even get that punchline. There's no need for a safe word because it, it does no, no good. Do <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the funnier piece is. Why? Why are you even having a safe word? Safe word on the street luge, <laughs> yeah. where there are no brakes and no one can say no way they can. And you know he does the bit like didn't seem to be useful regardless. But that's to me. I'm even start laughing when he says like the safe word will be whiskey, and I'm like, safe word? What? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. All right. I, I I've I've made an adjustment to my my thing here. Don't have it. Oh man! No, this is one where um, I mean, I always come in. I, I, I wrote. I already had a, a write written down before we even started. Well, I mean, realistically, I should always at least have the word "great" already written, and then if I need to add a knot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're like thirty-five episodes in. <laughs> you would think I'd be better prepared for these things. I mean, Sandusky has promised from the beginning that they'd send us little laminated greats, not greats. But well, I just don't know why they have yet to send us whiteboards. Like, I can't afford to buy a whiteboard. For a minute, there, I thought you were going to. I know they're not that expensive, folks. Wait, wait, wait! I don't, I don't know what a whiteboard is. Wait, wait! Why are you saying it like that? You're saying it weird. All right. Let's I got it. a thing. I don't know. All right. All right. So, uh, JB, you're going to say great unless you're going to do the big shocker. All right. Great all the way. Great. Um, I, 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 wrote, I wrote great. He put almost oh. great. Oh. So we, it's, it's in there. You see what I wrote? I put not great, and I had scratched out the not. Um, I see that. So you started out as a not great, and oh, you yeah. ended up at a great. My feeling coming into this, I even talked about it with Lee. I said, it's a funny movie. It's it's I don't know if it's a great. Yeah. Um, I, I and I'm still I think I need to see it a couple more times. I, yeah. yeah. No, and I so two things swayed me. One, I mean JB made some points. Like a, your enthusiasm. I think an enthusiasm for anybody's film is always contagious. Um, my own son really liking, and then so your enthusiasm, but that wasn't enough to sway. And then when you talked about kind of showing it to groups of people and they're different. Um, mm-hmm. levels of um, humor. Um, I kind of thought of his comment. And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, I mean, I really liked it. I'm laughing on the couch by myself. Um, he comes to me and tells me how good it is. And and then and then through this conversation and just laughing about a movie the whole time, I said, okay. Um, and now yeah, I kind of so want to go watch it again. I, I will absolutely watch it again. Um, I, I think about this, right, and I think about films like Joe Dirt, right? <laughs> and mm. the only comparison there is right. Well, it's oh, it's it's like an SNL alum. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it you know it's a it's an outcast kind of you know guy who's who's viewed as a loser. Um, this I, this is so much better than Joe Dirt. Yeah. But I, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I think you're right. That, Joe Dirt's a good point for me. Is that was one thing I sat with a bit well as as well, like thinking about 
the SNL cast movie, like when you kind of move on from SNL and, um, and yeah, and, and you kind of had that era of these sort of character driven comedies. Um, and this was definitely much better than I thought and a higher tier from with, with, with those in general. Well, and this is, this is like mm-hmm. early, early days of SNL for, for Sandberg. That's, that's right? what I mean. It's, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it, it, I think that's, that was the thing for me. It, it, I thought it was really funny when you think about it. And, and obviously this was not like a, a Lauren, I think Lauren Michaels did. It, I think he's, he's was a producer because it's listed as a producer. Yeah. Cause it's, I forgot who the other name was. It said Michaels slash somebody production. Um, I, yeah. so I think he's involved in it. And what well, I know Will Ferrell was given like a, an executive producer credit. Um, despite the fact that he did not take the role. Um, but I think, I think this film works because of the lonely Island spin. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I think that's, that's what makes it endearing and ridiculous and, and funny. And, you know, it's, if you, if you're really just going to look at it from a, like, Oh, cast members of SNL perspective. I mean, this one's up there. Yeah. And then I think my, my final right. thought too, what I liked, it, it wasn't unlike a lot of those other films, Joe dirt, even the Norm Macdonald stuff and whatnot um, to Meadows, some of the earlier Will Ferrell. This wasn't, yeah, Andy Samberg's the the star of this film, if you say, but that was the other piece. This, this cast is just, it's great. Like, everybody yeah. works, everybody works well in it, um, and no one is sort of the main, doesn't get all the, you know, it's not one person is getting the jokes. Every Every person has their funny moments, and some of them are really subtle. Um, the whole, like, hater with the thing in his head <laughs> like just stuck there it's just like a really subtle it's just, joke it's like i dropped some acid yeah and, then stu- and boom it's just like really <laughs> subtle. but like he kind of had this moment to shine and in that as well so it's like it, it, it's just, it's 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 well done and i think that's what helped it too is i think if it was just a sandberg picture um Fully, it would have gotten a lot more tiresome. Well, and even Yorma Tacone, like as his younger, his yeah. stepbrother Kevin, yeah. right? And, I mean, the, the their personalities, like playing off one another. I thought that really worked, right? And and similar to the way like Christopher Walken has been cast in like these kind of weird absurd comedies as like a dad or a father mm-hmm. figure um uh, ian mcshane who i absolutely fucking love like deadwood is one of my top five <laughs> yeah, all-time yeah, television series i mean it's it is the shakespeare of westerns like it the, I, i've never i've never seen anything since or before that uses curse words um so eloquently and then that's right yeah. and does so much with so much foul language in the most artistic way possible um but i thought ian mcshane as a stepdad was just 
it, it just, it felt so off, but felt right simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And then since he's fixed it, yeah. right. Yeah. Just it. Yeah. No, it was, I just, I, I will, I will probably turn around and watch it again this weekend and I may yeah. completely change the thing. Well, shift listen, from it, almost too fully great, it, but it's in the greats it's, it's made it. Um, but no, like I said, coming into this, I was not going to give it the great, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. gotten, it's, I've really enjoyed it. I mean, I liked it a lot better than Palm Springs, which you know, I know it's one of the greats, but I didn't vote for it as a great. Oh, wow. Better than if you guys Springs. remember. I like Palm Springs. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I mean, you, but, two, you you both said Palm Springs is a great, uh, yeah, but, and it is. It is one of the greats. I I, oh, I I have to go along with it, but but I mean, I definitely like this a lot more than Palm Springs. Yeah. Um, okay. So there it is. Here we go. Let's play a game. Play to wrap a game. this thing up. We're doing the letterbox game. I'll get my screen share. For those who don't know, we haven't played this game in a while. Basically, well, one, one, yeah, one, we we have a letterbox account, Greatest Movies, where we keep track of a lot of the films we talk about on here. Um, so you can always seek us out and find there. But for the letterbox game, we find a list that someone makes, and we make some selections based on that list. And for this one, get to my share screen. We are relying on user, I'm going to zoom in a bit here in a minute. We're relying on user named Retrohound, who has made a list of... Movies about hot rods? Hot rod movies. <laughs> um, the description here from Retrohound, I'm including muscle cars here, though some guys slash gals would say they aren't truly hot rods. Feel free to make suggestions. And there's, uh, what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10, 14 movies on here. Um, I will admit I've not seen any of these films. Um, and what we're going to do with this is we, we're trying to, to build the best hot rod. So we're going to go around the, the room here, and we're each, one at a time, and we're going to pick two cars. And we're picking what we think are going to be the best reviewed cars based on the letterbox user reviews, right? They all equip it with like a four to zero stars for each film. Um, so we're just going to pick two. JB is going to pick our order, like who goes first, second, and third. And after we each get our two cars, we'll then go in reverse order. And we're going to give somebody else a clunker. Um, oh. And so we'll just like you assign like, hey, I want to give this person this clunker and then this person that clunker and we'll all get a clunker. So we'll have three cars mm-hmm. and uh, whoever has the and, best score. And there are only 14 total. I know it's slim pickings. Man, yeah, I know. So um, and, for, and for some folks on here, there are a couple films that are recognizable on here. But um, out of our 14, it's American Graffiti, Tulane Blacktop, Vanishing Point. What looks to be the, the original Gone in 60 that's Seconds. That's the original Gone in 60 Seconds. Mm-hmm. The Hollywood Knights, Hot Rod Girl, The Choppers, Crime Wave, Ghost of Drag Strip Hollow, Corvette Cor- Summer, Summer. Hmm. Walk Proud, <laughs> The California Kid, Stingray, and just a film called Hot Rod, a.k.a. Rebel of the Road. Where's Herbie? 
Hey, talk to RetroHound. Uh, All right, so JB, what's our what's our order of of selection here? Again, you're you're the rotating third seat. So yeah. Knowing that whoever goes first will go last in the clunker selection. Good, good question, Jesse. So, in honor of me on mm-hmm. assignment with a dog named Mia, decided to do the order in accordance with the letters MIA. So. Within our names, there's an M in Jesse's name, an I in Gabriel's name, and an A in my name. Jesse, Gabriel, JB. Okay. Putting yourself at the end there. Mia did it, not me. All right. So that means I'll pick, and then Gabriel will pick, then JB, and then um, we'll go. So, so we'll do the snake and then we'll go back. So do we want to give JB the second pick back to back and then we go backwards and then start with him clunker? Or do we say, I, I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't think this far ahead. We, I yeah. mean, because if the person who goes first, first, right, yeah. could go, like, we could literally do one, two, three, then do two, three, one, then yeah. three, three, two, then one. Backers. Got it. I like it. All right. So you'll go I, first, second round. We're in. All right. I have two picks here. I mean, you know what? I think the instant first pick is, is American Graffiti. But. There's a uh, but. But there's a certain film I want on this list. Um, only because I saw Death Proof over and over again. And he repeatedly talks about the film Vanishing Point. Um, which, which I've never seen. You know, Tarantino loves it to death. It has to be great on letterbox users, right? They're the ones doing this. So I'm picking Vanishing Point as my first cock. That was my first car. Oh, nice. Okay. I've seen Vanishing Point. (laughs) (laughs) I need to see it because it it gets mentioned at least 10 times in in Death Proof. I love Vanishing Point. I own Vanishing Point. I think Vanishing Point is fantastic. There is a Primal Scream record completely made around, like, dedicated. Like, it's it's inspired by the film Vanishing Point and the main character in the film Vanishing Point, Kowalski. Wow. So, thanks, Jesse. Well, hey, no, thank you for the, for the, make me feel good about my pick. Oh, man. Um, now I'm, I'm between two. Um, I'm going to go American Graffiti because I, I mean, I know the history there. So that's, that's my first. Pick. Yeah. I think, I think it's a solid pick. Good choice. All right, JB. It's your first car. First hot ride. Right. I'm going to go to the original gone in 60 seconds. Uh, that's what I thought was the other good first round pick. Yeah. Old faithful. Yeah, when I so saw... I've seen that one too, and that is literally it's it's, but it's basically like ninety minutes of car crashes. I mean, it was it got a remake, which I've I've only seen the remake, which is not like it's it's so loosely based on because I've I've seen the Nick Cage uh, remake too. <laughs> yeah. Um, it uh they. They don't. They don't share much in common. <laughs> I don't imagine. Um, All right. So I guess now, Gabriel, you're up for because right? okay. so, we'll go two, three, one. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Tulane Blacktop. Tulane Blacktop. Good choice. Yet an, another film I have seen, so I'm, I'm going there. I mean, James Taylor and Warren Oates are in this. Uh, it's, it's a drag racing movie set in the American Southwest. I, I mean, this essentially, I think, falls in the realm of, like, counterculture cinema. Okay. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Lane Blacktop. All right. And each each cover is so aesthetically unique. <laughs> well, you know, Retro Hound user, Letterbox user Retro Hound, definitely likes retro films. So they're all kind of cool retro yeah. Except for the Hot Rod, AK Revel of the Road. Yeah. It's like all the rest have, have really great, really great covers. Yeah. Choppers. Go Choppers might be the best. <laughs> 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 I mean, that, I'm like, that looks like the coolest one. Looks like a car with legs. That's it, it looks, it lo- it, I mean, it looks like a, a horror movie it does it does ch offers um we're gonna go for hollywood nights you picked mine that was gonna be what i went for all right hollywood nights so i had a backup ready in case you picked hollywood nights good good um as much as much as i want choppers to be in my hot rod garage um, I'm just banking on this noir looking crime wave. Um, I like and, that. I like that. I, I like the cover. That's what I mean. It has this like sort of crime noir vibe yeah. on the cover, crime wave in huge sort of red font. I'm just banking. It, it had some good user reviews. Okay. So now we each, we each put some, some two hot rods in our garage and we, we, we got to take home a clunker. Oh. So, um, JB, you start this round, and you're picking for someone else. So basically, I guess the way this works, does this work oh. out if you pick for somebody? Well, I guess, no, you have to pick for, yeah, you pick for somebody, and then then um, I go, and then I pick for whoever you didn't pick, and then the last person left has to pick for whoever didn't have a clunker yet, correct? Yeah. Sounds great. So, Glad we sorted it out. All right, Jesse, I'm giving you the ghost of drag strip hollow. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, I can't tell if this is, this is an animated film, it looks, or is that just the cover? Looks like Casper's, you know, got shot in his abdomen by a car. All right, ghost of drag strip. All right. And then, so I go, and I guess I'll just give <laughs> I have two picks that... I feel, yeah, let's we'll go in the order it goes, and then, Gabriel, you'll give JB out. Gabriel, I'll give you, I mean, it's a toss-up between Corvette Summer or Walk Proud, but but I, I think you need Walk Proud. I've seen Corvette Summer. All right. With Mark Hamill. Oh, is that who's in it? Yeah, Mark Hamill's in Corvette Summer. Oh, man. All right, well, you get Walk Proud then with the broken brick wall chunk and the guy without a shirt. Like, uh, like 
bear hugging the woman in front of him. Um, so I'm giving JB something. Yeah, JB yeah. gets one. Hit me. Oh man, he gets, he gets a clunker. I mean that. that I was I was gonna say like that that hot rod. <laughs> yeah, AKA Rebel <laughs> of the Street. What? What? Literally, there's like no. There are no actors on the cover of that, right? Yeah. Like that 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 tile is just an old ass car. Yeah. Um, hot so, ride girl also looks questionable. It does. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Hollywood Nights, I think, is like an '80s movie. If I that one's off. I yeah, think he, that's already that's in his garage. That's already JB's. Oh, in the that's garage. already. Oh, wow. Part okay, of, that's part of his fleet. I missed that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Oh man! All right, I'm gonna give you uh, whatever that that Hot Rod Collector's Edition is. All right, you're doing Hot Rod. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, you started you started us off with hot rod. I'm going to give you hot rod. He got hot rod. He got, a, he got a hot rod. That's All right, so um, yeah, we'll go through our scores real quick. We'll, we'll click on see what people said. Um, just a refresher: I got Vanishing Point, Crime Wave, and Ghost of Dragstrip Hollow. Gabriel's got American Graffiti, Tulane Blacktop, and Walk Proud. And JB is the original Gone in sixty seconds, the Hollywood Nights. And Hot Rod, aka Rebel of the Street. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell both of you: you should watch Vanishing Point. Listen, I'm thinking it might 100%. Be, be added on our list. All right, so let's see Vanishing Point real quick. We'll pull up the score. It has a 3.7 uh, fan rating. And we'll just do this quick, and then we'll do our math. We'll do Amer- We'll just go in the order we picked them. We'll do American Graffiti. Oh, 3.7. Nice. Equal picks. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds. What do we got based on the users? 3.1. Yikes. So we're drag racing. We already got uh, Gabriel and I are a little bit of a, a lead here. We'll do um, what we picked two lane blacktop next, right? Yep. That was 3.8. Best one, best one pick so far. Then JB, you got the Hollywood Nights. Came out in 1980. 2.7. <laughs> that's not looking great. No. Though the tagline says Beverly Hills and the civilized world will never forget them. I think that's I think Tony Danz is in that. I want to say I may have he seen is, this. Yes, he is, he is. Michelle Pfeiffer as well. Fran Drescher. <laughs> Yowzes. Robert Wolf? Yeah, listen. Moose All right. But you know the the folks of Letterbox didn't go and I went crime wave. Not knowing much about it. 1953, yeah, 3.7. 3.7. Good pick. Oh man. All right. That's gonna come down to the, down to the, the sandbag. Yeah. Before your shocked eyes, the city blasted Sinside out. That's what it says for crime. Reform parolee Steve Lacey. Mm-hmm. Man. Kind of the middle one. Of Maybe I watched Crime Wave. 1953's fun. Crime Wave. Yeah. Charles Bronson's <laughs> in it. All right. 
So that comes down to... So you gave me, JB, Ghost of Dragstrip Hollow. Yep. <laughs> that came out in 1959. <laughs> and at a 2.8. Not too bad. Not too bad. It's better than the movie I picked for my garage. Yeah. The Hot Rod <laughs> Gang meets the Ghost of Dragstrip <laughs> Which is weird because the title of the movie is that the ghost, the ghost the hot ride. Yeah. No, wait, does that literally say meets the hot meets rock. the hot rock? <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a good tagline! Just flip the title. All right, one user review who gave it a one and a half stars said, uh, "This <laughs> like film a lot of like actually a goofy and <laughs> but not as fun." Walk Proud. Come on. 1979, 3.1. 3.1. That, put, that puts Gabriel, you know, it's going to have to, Hot Rod, a.k.a. Revel, the street's going to have to be great to uh It's going to have to be a this. five. But, uh, but I like Walk Proud. He was tough enough for the streets. Was he, was tough, he enough tough enough to leave to them? them? Wow. Nothing too witty. What the Sometimes hell is this? I'm hooked. I mean, this 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 thumbnail is horrible looking. No, I was I was. I didn't even notice there's a gang standing on top of the brick wall, miniature. Oh no, it's like West Side Story. All right, I think this one might be for Gabriel. I don't even have to do the math, but let's just see what also came out in 1979. This hot rod. It looks so much older. Three. Three point four. Three point four is not bad. He's the best one in my garage. The drag racer enters a local championship race. However, he runs up against the town boss. A corrupt sheriff has already made arrangements to ensure that his own son wins the race. I like that they're advertising Pirelli tires there, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, wait. You you clicked on a drag racing movie? Yep. <laughs> Pirelli tires. All right. So these, I don't think we need scorpions. to add them up. Um, no, I mean, I think, yeah, it's, the math is already done. You're the clear God. winner. Um, Can we just take a look at the score for Corvette Summer out of curiosity? Because I almost can. gave JB that one. Of course we can. Also, oh, 1978, 2.8. Um, uh, would have yeah, been more of a clunker. Yeah, more like yeah well, I, I, I know that I've seen this film. It's not good. <laughs> There's Mark Hamill right there. Pirelli adds again. But, yeah, I mean, all these car movies, they're like, Pee-wee's Big Adventure starring Mark Hamill. <laughs> Is this George Lucas? Did nah. he direct? No, right? No. 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 Go up to yeah. the description. I was just, I saw somebody like. No, a lot of people, two like, people mentioned like, George Lucas in, yeah. in, in the reviews. But no, it's a Matthew yeah. Robbins directed and, and written. Read the tagline. What's the what? Read the tagline. What the? You're going to have to the most, you're going to have the most turbocharged, chrome plated, plush line, high gloss, super speed custom time of your life. That one? <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was good. <laughs> Man. You know, they had the tagline, but no, uh, I always like looking at the. Yeah, there's a I lot almost of wish that like the car that was in this wasn't a Corvette. Just, I don't know. I feel like that might have saved the film. Yeah, it was an X-wing. Called a Corvette Summer, but it did. He had a Chevette, 
and he was he was working all summer to try and get to that core of it. I don't know. Mm. That's probably a bad movie too. Yeah, the Prius. So, all right. Well, well, that, that was, was that. Thank you, Retro Hound and Letterbox. Again, if you want to check out that list yourself, it's on Letterbox. Uh, greatest movies is also there. Um, but I, that I can us- recommend. I can recommend Vanishing Point. I can't recommend that highly enough. Um, I will also recommend Two Lane Blacktop and American Graffiti. I think all three of those films are fantastic films. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll have to see Vanishing Point now. Thank you. Uh, yeah, like I said, Retro Hound. Just looking at his page real quick. Yeah, he definitely likes retro movies. Uh, Casablanca, Doctor Strange Love, Easy Living, and Rio Bravo are his four favorite films. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> you have to see it. You have to check it out for yourself. All right, so that brings us to the close of this episode. Uh, JB, thanks for coming back. Hopefully, we get you here soon um, once Trevor um, gives you a little more downtime. Um, or maybe that show will get canceled. I don't know. Cut you off the leash. <laughs> yeah. But, and, you know, we're slowly working our way back into Sandusky's um, good graces by doing what they're telling us. But, um, but yeah, so it's been cool. I'm glad I finally saw Hot Rod. Yeah. Happy to share the joy with the world. All right, well, cool. Well, now we're entering last word territory. And uh, Gabriel's Once again, instant. it did not come prepared for this. Yeah, I already had mine ready. But while you're doing that, I will tell you again, um, for those for the game, you have the right to challenge a previously um, film that was made one of the greats. It means we just hold it off for the um, the Council of the Greats later at the end of the season. Um, I'll read off those. Or you can pick your own and just instantly slot it in there as a great. Um, so this, so far, season two, the greats have been Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Jurassic Park, Nomadland, Stand By Me, now Hot Rod, and the two... Um, instant greats are the Goonies mm-hmm. and Disney's Christopher Robin. And now the selection and the podcast is yours for these, these last few minutes. Yeah. So, so um, I mean, this was the first film that popped in my head in the last like 30 seconds. <laughs> um, and it's one that I mean I think would be an interesting discussion, but it, it, I, I mean at this point there's no need because I'm going to give it instant great status. Jackie Brown, the 1997 Quentin Tarantino film uh, based on the Elmore Leonard novel. Uh, yeah, I I mean. Pam Greer, Robert Forster, Samuel L. Jackson, Bridget Fonda, Rock Nero, uh, just fun crime caper. Like it's uh, you know who's pulling the wool over whose eyes kind of thing. It's I mean. I think it gave Pam Greer an opportunity to shine outside of into a new audience, to a modern audience. Um, it, Robert Forster is fantastic. Mike Keaton's in this. Uh, I just, I think the the dialogue in this film is so sharp. I think it's one of Tarantino's best. Personally, it's it's one that every time I've ever watched it, I've always enjoyed it. 
I am always immediately pulled in. And despite the fact that it is over two and a half hours long, it doesn't feel long. Um, yeah, no, all, all the performances are, are terrific. Um, Tarantino's direction is, is just sharp. Uh, and, and I think this is absolutely fantastic film. And I don't think it gets the due it deserves in Tarantino's catalog. So, Jackie Brown. If I had that thing, that's the thing. If I had this dumb AMC card thing, I'd pop <laughs> in the CF9. Why not? No, you know what I mean? Like, like you're out having like, if I had that AMC Stubbs card, you're out having a beer or drink somewhere, have a drink or two. Uh, at you're like, your AMC with a bar. Well, you could at the end, but you're out somewhere like, what do you want to do? I, I don't know. Let's go see. Let's go see an hour of F9. Let's go. The, I would just like pop McGuffin. in. I'd pop in at any time. Wouldn't even look at the start times i would just say i'm just going for f9 and like well it started 45 minutes ago doesn't matter I'm, just, I'm walking in i mean i like the i like the feeling of sitting in a theater and having my chest rocked by the bass 